Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Stars daily sports podcast. It's Friday, October 14th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Chiefs Bill, Sunday, 325 at Arrowhead. It doesn't get much better than that. And today's show focuses on the AFC showdown. We start by talking with Jay Skursky. He's the Bills beat writer for the Buffalo News. Jay knows the team like no one else and digs into what will be the fifth time in three seasons these teams will have faced off. Hey, and there could be a sixth in the playoffs. After a break, we head out to the Chiefs practice facility and listen in on Q&A sessions. First from Patrick Mahomes, who talks about playing with Travis Kelsey and against Josh Allen and Vaughn Miller. After Mahomes, you'll hear from defensive backs coach Dave Merritt. His unit will be in the spotlight on Sunday, tracking the likes of Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis. Okay, let's get started with my conversation with Jay Skursky of the Buffalo News. Jay, uh, big game on Sunday. Uh, I'm wondering how much motivation do the Bills get from, from 13 seconds? And was, uh, was there something of a, a mission uh, feel uh, on, on Buffalo for, for this game? You know, I honestly, I don't get that sense. And, and quite frankly, I, I don't think they should uh, take, you know, a lot of motivation from 13 seconds. I mean, let's be honest, you know, this team, uh, both of these teams uh, can reasonably look ahead to the playoffs and the Bills are not going to get any sort of retro uh, from 13 seconds until the postseason. I, you know, this is a big game. It's a huge game in the in the sense of, you know, I think it could go a long way toward determining the number one seed in the AFC. And I think that that needs to be what the Bills' goal is. You know, they are 0-3, excuse me, 0-4 under Sean McDermott on the road in the playoffs, and they're 3-0 and at home. So I think when you look at having to go to Kansas City the last couple of years in the postseason and the problems that's presented, their first goal this year has to be to try to secure the number one seed in the AFC. This game goes a long way toward that. But erasing 13 seconds, that stain, the, the possibility of that doesn't come until the postseason. For, for as big of a game as this is, it is still just a regular season game. So I don't think that 13 seconds is going to be too much on the Bills' minds, nor do I think it should be. Yeah, and of course it's being played down here as well, um, for, for the most part, because uh, that lasted a week, the good feelings in Kansas City. And then we turn yeah. around and lose to the Bengals in, in the AFC title game. I think from a Kansas City perspective, the fact that the Bills are a favorite in this game, and it's the first time that a visiting team um, uh, to Arrowhead has been a favorite since Patrick Mahomes has been the starting quarterback when Mahomes was healthy. Uh, he was injured a couple of years ago, didn't start in a couple of games, actually the Super Bowl year, and they were underdogs then. But the fact that the Bills are, are favored here certainly has – the Chiefs' attention, but I, I think it's warranted. Um, the, the, you're right, the teams both have four and one records. I think that the two best teams in the AFC for sure and maybe in the NFL, but what is it about the, the Bills' start this season that just has them looking like a juggernaut? Well, I, I mean, obviously everybody's going to, you know, look at Josh Allen and, you know, what he's doing, the way he's played, you know, sort of picking up where he left off in that playoff game in Kansas City and, there's no doubt that Allen has been spectacular, um, you know, playing at probably an MVP level or, or, you know, at least is on the very short list in that consideration. You know, I think, you know, one area, though, that, you know, that hasn't gotten as much a, a attention 
is their defense. I mean, they're uh, tied right now for the league lead in points allowed per game at 12.2. I think tied with San Francisco. They're playing some terrific defense. And I think that has in some ways been even more key to their start because they went through a little bit of a stretch there down in Miami and then at Baltimore where the offense was moving the ball. It was putting up yardage but maybe wasn't finishing drives and, and was finding things a, a bit more difficult than what we've sort of come to expect with this offense. But, you know, statistically, when you look at this team, I mean, they've got it all. You know, they're, they're number one in the scoring defense. Their offense is number two behind only Kansas City in scoring points. So, you know, that's the name of the game, right? Putting up points and, and preventing them on defense. And the Bills are doing it better than any team in the league right now. No, they are. It's, it's, it's really impressive. Every time I turn them on on Sunday, they're – you know, they're mopping up somebody else. So I think the, the the Baltimore game was really impressive to come back in the second half and, and, and the way that they uh, kind of bottled up Lamar Jackson. What, um, what, what, what do you think works? What do the Bills think works best against Patrick Mahomes? And how do you, how do you contain him? Well, they didn't, you know, they didn't have a very good plan last year. They didn't have a, a you know, and I, I'm sure Sean McDermott would, tell you that if you had the answer to that you could be making a lot of money working for an NFL team right I mean I don't there is no easy answer of course but the Bills uh, attempt at solving the Patrick Mahomes problem this year uh, was to go out and get Von Miller and to try to drastically improve their four-man pass rush that was an area that they identified last season as being a weakness and if you look at that game uh, you know you don't want to drill down an entire season uh, to just one game or, or even a few plays but you know, there were opportunities there for the Bills, you know, maybe at the very end of that game to get to Patrick Mahomes, and they just weren't able to do it. And so I, I think that is that was what the, the focus was this offseason for the Bills. How do they get better with a four-man pass rush? Well, you go out and you sign a, a future Hall of Fame edge rusher in Von Miller, and I think he's been everything that the Bills hoped he would be. He's got four sacks here at the start of this season. He's commanded consistent double teams. Uh, underrated part of their defense has been that the run defense has really improved. I think that's helped the pass rush in terms of making teams sort of one dimensional. Now, obviously, you know, Patrick, you make Patrick Mahomes one dimensional and he can still beat you, but that I think is going to be the kill the, the key for the bills in this game is to try to get more consistent pressure on Patrick Mahomes. That's why they went out and got Von Miller this off season was for this game and for that quarterback. Yeah, and of course, Von Miller knows Mahomes so well from his Broncos days when they were playing each other twice a year. Um, you know, I, I found this interesting. I didn't realize until I was just kind of fooling around on Pro Football Reference this week that Patrick Mahomes' top two, the two top two rushing games of his career, just in terms of rushing yards, were against the Buffalo Bills last year. Um, yeah. He ran for 69 in the playoff game and 61 in the regular season, or maybe I've got those backwards, but. Uh, and not all of those were escapes. There were some planned runs. So um, it, it's something that you just don't see much from Mahomes. But against the Bills, I think it's one of those – the Bills never blitz, right? So if there's um, you know, if there's some uh, – you know, if, if Mahomes sees the backs of linebackers, that's when he tends to take off. And, and I know he's had some first down runs the last couple of games against Buffalo. Yeah, that feels right. I mean, I can, you know, and, and I feel like a lot of those, you know, without, you know, looking at the game books in front of me, but I feel like a lot of those maybe came on third downs too, right? Where, yeah, uh, it's, it, you know, it's a passing situation and they're so focused on coverage that they lose sight of Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it definitely feels like those were areas or those were plays that 
Uh, and those are the ones that are really backbreakers for a defense too, right? You feel like you've done everything right the first couple of downs. You feel like you've got them in an advantageous situation, and that's just his playmaking ability. I think it's a part of his game that, you know, is, is maybe underrated, but, you know, he, we know that he can do it. Those fans certainly know that he can do it. Uh, I think part of that maybe, though, comes down to the pass rush too, which I was just talking about, and maybe like an over-eagerness, maybe being a bit undisciplined in your rushes, not staying in your lanes to sort of keep him in the pocket, giving him escape routes. You know, I, I think that will be a huge focus for the Bills in this game is to try to, you know, even if you don't get home, don't allow him that opportunity to step up and make plays with his legs because you're right. I'm sure that Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier are looking at that going, you know, we had everything covered up. We had them where we wanted them, and somebody let them, you know, get out of the pocket. Maybe somebody was trying to do too much. And, that, you know, you hear a lot about that uh, in, in coaching defensive football is that, you know, it's an 11-man unit. Everybody's got to, you know, maintain their, their integrity. And I think maybe at times the Bills, when they're trying to make a play against Mahomes, have, have gotten away from that. And, of course, that's Josh Allen's MO as well. I mean, my gosh, what a <laughs> – you know, yeah. the quarterback is built like a tight yeah, I mean, end, like a running back. Yeah, and, you know, Allen and the Bills will, will certainly probably call, you know, more sort of quarterback runs. Uh, you know, that's been a talking point in Buffalo, too. But, you know, what he's able to do on the ground uh, when things break down, uh, when, when he does want to throw and nobody's open, I mean, he's as tough, I think, as there is uh, anybody in the league to, de- you know, to, to defend in, in, that, in that nature. Yeah. Hey, and how about a quick thought on uh, the the player that gives uh, Chiefs fans willies, and, and that's Gabriel Davis. Uh, what a what yeah. a start <laughs> to the season he's having, and um, a huge game against the Steelers from the from the outset last week. What a what a force he's turned into. Yeah, it's funny. I'm actually uh, heading into the locker room here shortly and uh, writing about Gabriel Davis again. Uh, we, we wrote about him on Sunday coming out of the game, and I'm writing about him again. I just don't think you can uh, write about him enough right now. Uh, you know, obviously going back to, uh, you know, Arrowhead Stadium where he had, you know, nothing short of a legendary game the last time he was on that field. Uh, it's sort of an obvious talking point. But, no, he really kind of complements this offense and balances this offense with Stefan Diggs. And, you know, if you look at the Bills season, you know, what, as I mentioned before, they, they, there, were, there was a time where they struggled a little bit here offensively, and it, was, it coincided with Gabriel Davis not being fully healthy. He suffered an ankle injury the, before the Week 2 Monday night game against Tennessee and actually didn't play in that game. And then he came back the next week against Miami and then, and then the following week as well against Baltimore. But it was pretty clear just by watching him that he wasn't 100%. And, I, you know, the, 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 the health uh, factor was, was a big question mark going into – uh, the game against Pittsburgh, and it it took all the three plays to say, you know what? No, he's good. He's 100. You know, you get you know you get down the field for a 98 yard touchdown. I think you answer a lot of questions about your ankle and your ability to outrun defensive backs. So this offense, when he is 100, percent just functions at a different level because he's got that ability to stretch the field, and and he is a player that you know that that opposing defenses and defensive coordinators absolutely have to worry about. And when you have him on one side and Stefan Diggs on the other side, and Diggs is off to a, a terrific start this season as well, that makes, a, that, that makes the Bills just very, very difficult to defend. He's, he's, Davis is certainly one of their most important offensive players. No doubt. He'll be going up against uh, some rookies in, in the Chiefs secondary this weekend. Jay, I really appreciate the time. Great catching up with you. 
Yeah, of course. Thank you uh, for having me, and uh, we'll see you on Sunday. Sounds good. Hey, this is Blair. There are several ways to access the Star Sports section. Let me tell you about a couple of them. There is Sports Pass. For $12.99 a month, you get unlimited digital access to all of the Star Sports content, including beat writing, columns, features, pretty much everything we write. The deal renews monthly until you tell us to cancel. For $159.99 a year, you get everything the Star has to offer digitally, including sports and the e-edition. Go to KansasCity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says start a subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening. Welcome back to Sportsbeat KC. Let's head out to the Chiefs practice facility and hear from Patrick Mahomes and then defensive backs coach Dave Merritt. All right, guys, fire away. Hey, Patrick, just on, uh, we were talking to you a little bit about Travis the other day, but mm-hmm. when, when you think about what makes him who he is, what, what stands out to you the most? Yeah, it's a tough guy he is. Um, obviously, he's talented. I mean, to be that big and be able to run routes like that and be that, have that speed. I mean, he could have had a, a ton of success really anywhere, but uh, the, I think the way he's the type of guy he is, the type of guy, how he works, and how he, he's just a teammate, a great teammate, I think that's why it's, he's kind of taking it to the next level. It's because, uh, I mean, everybody on that field, they, they enjoy watching him succeed because of the type of guy he is every day. And one of the, just, there was a time in his career when I mean, he starts making the move toward the goalpost that he might have thought he was going to go ahead and mm-hmm. do that and maybe get a penalty. Did, did you have any concern he was going to actually do it, or you know him well enough now to know what real it is? I mean, you never know when he gets in the end zone what's going to happen. So, like like a lot of these guys, so I, I just kind of let them do their thing. Uh, a lot, they try to they won't they won't hurt the team. Uh, they might hurt their own pockets, but um, I think he's he's learned from uh, a couple of uh, those little fines that he doesn't want to do that too much. You, this past summer, you and Josh got to further develop your relationship off the field with the, the golfing and everything mm-hmm. like that. Just what do you make of the rivalry as, as it stands right now between you guys going at it? And, and, and I know you don't go mm-hmm. against the quarterback, but just the quarterback. Yeah, I mean. When you when you go up against uh, the other great quarterbacks in the league, you always want to win. You always want to compete. Um, Josh is a great guy. I mean, he's a great quarterback, uh, physically talented, can throw, can run, can really do it all. Um, but he's a, he's a great dude too. And so uh, obviously, when we're on the football field, we were competing against each other, and we want to we want to beat beat each other's teams. Um, but I have a ton of respect for him and the player and person that he is. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you think back to that game in January? Yeah, I mean, I think to me it was just. It was battling through adversity. It was finding a way to win no matter what it took. I mean, that's a great football team. still a great football team. And uh, we know it's going to come down to the wire every single time we play them. Um, and so to, to see the guys respond, even when it kind of looked like it was all over, um, it, that's something that you'll always have. Uh, you, get an old, uh, you have a good record when, you, your team is, when the Chiefs have fallen behind early in games by a bunch of points, like the other night. What changes for you in those situations? Yeah, I mean, you have to have urgency, and you, know, you try to have urgency from the beginning of the game. But I mean, it even gets uh, upped whenever you're you're down like that. You know, you have to kind of put points on the board. You have to kind of press the issue, um, and um, I, I think our team responds well to that. Um, that's something that I, I've done uh, done in my career so far. And I mean, I played in the Big Twelve, and you always seem like you had to score points. So it's uh, something I've done in my entire career. Now, what what is roughing the passer in this day and age? Yeah, I mean, it's it's something where they're they're trying to protect protect the quarterbacks. I mean, they they they're trying to find the right medium of protecting those guys, protecting us, um, at, but at the same time letting us letting everybody play football. Um, and obviously, this last week was 
in a, a small window a, a bad week as far as roughing the passer penalties. Um, but if you look at the whole grand scheme of things, I think it's they've done a pretty good job at it, and I'm sure they'll learn from this and, and, and continue on the rest of the season and get even better at it. Chris Jones says that's something that might should be reviewed. How much do you agree with that? Uh, it's it's a fine line. I mean, we saw the pass interferences and reviewing those. Um, sometimes when you slow the camera down to super slow-mo, everything kind of looks like it's either going to be rough in the passer or pass interference because there's always contact when you're playing football. Um, and so they, I'm sure they, they, they'll look into that and see if that's the right decision. Um, but at the end of the day, we have to just play by the rules that are, that are out there. And obviously it hurt us this last week um, in that one spot, but I think the guys responded well and we found a way to win the game. One of the differences from last year is Von Miller. From your film study right now, how has he sort of changed the game for them a little bit? Yeah, I mean, Von's a special player. He's a Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, he's, he's won two Super Bowls because of his leadership and obviously his play. Um, and, and, and it's someone that uh, you have to know where he's at on every single play. And uh, he's a Texas guy, man. Those Texas guys know how to play football. <laughs> Patrick, you mentioned, was, you mentioned uh, talking to the offensive line during that game. <clears throat> is that something that's strategic for you? Like, do you pick moments to do that, or is it kind of what, what comes to mind? Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. You got to get the flow of the game. Um, I think the best thing about our offensive line is they're competitive. There, there are some guys that want to compete and want to get out there. So a lot of times I don't have to talk to them. They, they know, they know when, when they want to be playing better football. Um, but I think at that time it was talking to them, talking to myself, talking to the whole team, and letting everybody hear it. Is, is you go out there and we got to compete. And I think, I think there was a little a snippet of Trav talking. You heard them. They, they were bringing more energy. They were bringing it to us. Um, and I think uh, just having that urgency throughout the entire offense, I think that's what picked up our play as the game went on. I, I don't know what sequence this was in, but there, there, I didn't see it till after the game, but there was a moment with you and Max where it looked like kind of brought mm -hmm. the helmet to you. Did, I, don't, I don't know what impact that had on you. And did, Were you looking for a penalty there after he does something like that, given what happened with Chris Jones? No, I, I, no, I wasn't looking for a penalty. I, I kind of walked up to him, so it was probably my own fault. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Uh, yeah, I mean, he's a competitor. Max is a player, and I have a ton of respect for his game, but uh, I was a little fired up, and he was fired up, and uh, luckily we won the game, so I got that the end. Uh, but we'll play him again later in the season. I know he'll be bringing it that one, too. Was that part of what you were referring to, about creating your own energy at some point? Yeah, you, I mean, you have to at sometimes. I mean, they were bringing the fight to us, and they were getting after us, and so uh, I thought the guys responded, and, and that, that included me. It was like, we got to bring some energy and show them that we're not going to back down. To that point? I know you don't care much about point spreads, but this is the first time you're going to be an underdog at home. Is that one of those things you use as the motivation? I mean, it, it kind of is what it is. Uh, our job is to go out there and find a way to win a football game, and uh, it's a tough place to play at Arrowhead, and, and they've, they've won here before, but we've also handled business uh, before, so it's going to be up to us to go out there and, and handle business when it comes on Sunday. Patrick, from, from your perspective, being with them throughout the week, I just wonder what has McCole done for you guys? Just playing through this injury these last three weeks? Yeah, I mean, he's tough, man. Um, obviously, it's not something that you want to deal with, especially early in the season. It's got to kind of hurt not only physically but mentally because you, you wanted to go out and have a big year. Um, but uh, he's battled through the injury. Um, he, he's seen it. He, his reps have had to decrease because of the injury, and he can't be out there all the time. But when he's out there, he's battling, and he's trying to do whatever he can to get himself open and make plays happen. And I think y'all can see it. I mean, it's not something comfortable to play with, but uh, that's a competitor that he is. He's gonna go out there and try to do whatever he can to help the team win. Okay, yes, thanks, Patrick. Thanks, thanks, thanks. out there in the final play of the game and you know, 
Josh is out there trying yeah. to make a play against one of the top wide receivers in the league. Do you have a little nervousness for him? Or Not at all, that? because um, that was one of the reasons why we drafted the 6-3 and a half corner with the long arms is to be able to play that type of coverage when it's a critical situation. And for the young man to go out there and to execute the press technique the way he did it, I mean, it was it was it was really nice to see. And so he's up again this week. So let's see if we can stack it. So how much confidence can just like just one play like that mm -hmm. in a huge leverage moment yep. be for a young player? Big. I mean, so the other day we were actually showing our two minutes and um, showing plays. And right before we started talking about the two minute, actually, Don D'Alessio put Josh Williams' play up on the board. And he just basically showed everyone, hey, this is what you want to do if we call man to man. And that was, you know, a big moment for that young man in front of the defensive group. And of course, he started grinning from ear to ear. So it builds confidence for sure, especially against a player like Adams. You know, yesterday we were just kind of, you know, going through it pretty slow. Today would be a great test to see him go and pick it up full speed. And I asked him, has he opened up and had full speed um, bursts? And he said yes. So it's going to be interesting to see today. Is it realistic to think he could play yes, on Sunday? Yes, I, I think so. And um, I know Coach Reed will be able to um, answer that better. But um, I'm praying and hoping, my fingers crossed, that he's able to go out there. Mentally, it's got to be tough for a young guy to finally get a chance to play yep. in the NFL and then all of a sudden he can't for a while. What's yeah. he been showing you in the meeting rooms and, and all that stuff that makes you feel like he's going to jump right back in? The fact that he continues to take notes and I'm calling on him, asking him question because, questions because everyone in the room, I tell them you're all the starters. Everyone's a starter. So don't sit here and think that your number cannot be called. And McDuffie, from the day one of his injuries, he has been in the meeting rooms and he's been taking notes and he's been able to answer the questions for the game plan. Um, and one of the things that we do um, in the DB room is we give each young player a segment of the game plan to go study. And so one of his segments is first to second down and third down study. And so he's able to give feedback to the room. So he's staying on top of it. Manuel, is it, is it harder for younger guys to get zone concepts um, especially on pre and post snap, and just how do you feel like that's gone through these first five games? Absolutely. That's the hardest thing to teach the young guys is the zone concepts because when you're going from two to three to four, um, those guys are trying to remember and execute the techniques based, based off of alignments and splits. Um, it's easier to have guys just go play man, although it's not easy as far as defeating the guy in front of you, but it's a little easier. That's my guy. I'm good. But zone concepts, condensed splits versus wide splits, 3D clue technique versus 3D press. And so all the little zone concepts are a lot tougher. Is there a successful moment that you can sort of reference to? And is there more moments where you're, you're sort of yeah. night wondering how it's going to factor? Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I think when you look at McDuffie, and you look at even Jalen Watson, some of the zone techniques that they've executed as young players in this league, switching from two to three within the down. Um, you know, there's a couple of plays that I could easily reference. And I'd love to make a cut up for you, but hey, these guys have been in positions to understand. And one of the things I'm proud of is it hasn't been the MEs on the back end, the mental errors. And so that's been big. You know, I even showed them clips today 
of Allen running around, scrambling to throw downfield, big plays, and staying with your man. And so, but when you're talking about zone concepts, I mean, these guys have done a great job of understanding splits and what these receivers are going to do off of their releases with type of formations. How hard is it for the, you know, when you got a guy like Josh Allen that's going to run around big plays, and, yeah. and also when he does come out of the backfield running, yes. you're not, you got a freight train coming at you, right? It's in the yeah. little, little guy scatting around, the, the safeties to try to stay home and not yep. maybe bite to come up yep. and. Extremely hard. One of the things I spoke to the entire defense about today as we presented um, third down was I went through game one all the way up to this game and I talked about each quarterback and specifically went down and talked about the number one picks that we've played against. The one guy who wasn't a number one pick is a Hall of Famer, the best quarterback to ever play the game that we played in Tampa. And I said, so all these guys have a skill set that we have to understand that they're going to bring to the table. Okay, what is Josh Allen's? His skill set is he has probably one of the strongest arms. And then when he starts to run, if he sees an open lane, he's hitting it, no hesitation. And so when you get in that situation, whereas he's running at you, um, you have to make sure that you tackle him properly. And so and this is a big man at 235 pounds, whatever the sheet may say, the guy is big. Um, but you have to make sure you hit him in the strike zone, which is, of course, chest down to the waist. And so, but this, this young man is, has, has a tremendous skill set that I think he's probably going to be one of the best that we've faced thus far. So we're looking forward to the test. Uh, it turned over a few times. He's got a, a few picks here or there. How hard is it to trick him into getting to throw it the wrong place? Is he there? Like you know, Brady's really hard on that, obviously. Is, is he up in, the, in that area yet? Because I don't know if he gets enough credit for stuff like that. Uh, you know what? He is. Because, one, he has such a quick release. And um, when he sees and he knows what he wants, when he knows where he wants to go with the ball, the ball gets there very quickly. And so, whether you're doubling a guy, or whether you're playing zone, sometimes he'll just zip the ball in there, knowing that maybe he should not have made that particular throw. But his arm is so strong that he's able to actually get the ball in places that most quarterbacks cannot. So as far as tricking him with coverages and things of that nature. Um, it, it is pretty hard. You want to disguise and you want to, you know, do certain things, but they also have an element to the offense where it's a little tempo. And so you have to make sure that you're in position to be ready to make sure that you can get to your spot. But um, smart young man, again, I think he's probably going to be the best that we've faced this season thus far. So. All right. Thank you. That'll do it for today and this week on Sportsbeat KC. Thanks to our production staff of Monty Davis, Randy Mason, George Howard, and Jeff Rosen. A tip of the cap to our guest, Jay Skursky of the Buffalo News. The Stars Morning Sports Edition is loaded with Chiefs Bills coverage, baseball playoffs, NFL and college games on Thursday night, and much more. Check it out at liveedition.kansascity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sportsbeat KC.